2: Hey, hey, Gator Nation, it's August 11th, this is your boy, Hirsch, and you are listening to the Respect Our Decision podcast. You all know Mike. What's going on? And of course, the hype man, Wes.
0: What's good? What's good? Again, thank you all for the support. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Appreciate
2: it. Yes, sir. We got a lot to talk about today. Before we begin, I just want to remind everyone. Uh, Each and every episode, go ahead and download every episode, and more importantly, subscribe to the podcast. We can be found on all your major platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. These downloads are tremendously important for us, and we're grateful to every one of you who listen to them. And just a quick shout out, real quick, we want to give a shout out to Utah Gator 725 was our very first patreon this week we appreciate the support special shout out to him if you would like to help us out and support us as creators guys you can find our patreon uh via our twitter page you can go to our bio and in our link tree there will be a tab on there you can click on and it'll take you directly to our patreon or you can go to patreon.com and search our podcast search respect our decision and then just sign up to become a member there So, with all that being said, guys, we're going to jump right into it. Got some recruiting news and uh, what looks like it could be a good weekend in recruiting for the Gators. Once again, we got a flip just yesterday from linebacker Jaden Robinson out of Lake City, Florida. We flipped him from the University of South Carolina. So, we're just
1: going to start out by talking about that. Mike, what you got for us? It was good to get. um... I would, you know, once again, uh, Napier gets another blue prospect and, um, it's always good to, um, I wouldn't consider talking about a rival, but, um, it's, uh, you know, interdivision, uh, flip. So, you know, hurts uh, an opponent, but once again, it's a position, it's definitely a position of dire need, um, especially this cycle. Um, wouldn't get Bateman off the hook yet, but once again, um, it's a, it's a Florida kid and, Definitely I would I would happily take um this commit. Um ten times over. Wes, anything to add
2: on Mr. Robinson?
0: Yeah, uh as Mike said, he was committed to the University of South Carolina, if you guys didn't know, um USC Junior, as we call him. Uh but uh good get. Uh kind of surprised that Mike uh said Billy Napier gets another blue chip when he has coined the phrase Bateman got us, but didn't even acknowledge that that's a linebacker and, and, and Bateman got, that's a Bateman's guy.
1: Never heard um, of her.
0: To coin, uh, not coin, excuse me, to talk about what Bateman has done uh, with, with this kid. Uh, we kind of started recruiting him late in the process. Uh, the kid came. Uh, I think we started recruiting him the week before he committed to soccer. Line, so we didn't like really on him. He was a Florida fan. Uh, so once we pushed, uh, of course, uh, we got to flip, uh, he came at the Lights, uh, that was on the a previous podcast with, uh, a boy Connor. So he was there. And, uh, I guess whatever we did, whatever, excuse me, whatever Bateman did, Mike, whatever Bateman did that night, uh, got, uh, Robinson in the class. And, uh, that was a big get for our linebacker class, first linebacker in the class. So, uh, hopefully Bateman can continue, uh, to do what he, what he did and then flip some more linebackers for this class.
1: So, if, hey Wes, if you don't mind me asking, are I mean, are you, do you like how do you feel about the commit in terms of its its totality?
0: I feel great about the clip, commit. I mean, you you have acknowledged that you said when once you flip an inter, in, inter uh, conference uh, fold, you, you hurt Saquon and you get a guy. Um, he's not as rated as high as some of our other four stars, but um, when you watch the film, I, there's some traits there that I do love and uh i think he'll be an asset to the class. uh he's not somebody that can come in and i feel like can start as a freshman or sophomore maybe. I, i'm not sure. uh i'm trusting Bateman on this and and hopefully he can develop the kid into somebody that uh maybe he can start as a sophomore, But we kind of we got some guys there on on the squad now so maybe not a sophomore, maybe a junior senior. uh but he's a development of the type of guy, but you need a linebacker in the class and you took one from uh, you another U.S. Uh, another U.S. another uh Eastern Conference foe.
2: Absolutely, I I like the kid personally. I I like you know I like to see him put on a little weight, depending on where he's going to play. Um, you know, six foot linebacker sometimes is a little little iffy to me, but right now we're kind of in a beggars can't be choosers situation as far as linebacker commits go. So. <laughs> Mike, you got one more thing to add?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you you hit the nail on the head there, man. You said uh, beggars can't be choosers. Well, I mean, the state is not lacking linebackers, um, and it's that 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 is the problem. So, Dave Robinson, once again, I like love the take. All right, he's ranked 379 uh, composite, 32 at his position from Lake City, Florida, six foot and a half. As Hurst said, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So he decides to be a nice, uh, nice size batter. Um uh, but he is, you know, he's on a shorter side, but you know, we can definitely overlook that. However, just let's name four kids who were, I mean, at least three of the f- four were whiffs, straight whiffs. Um, the other one, I understand it, he went to Georgia. All right, one Malik Bryant with sixty-one overall, composite. Uh, Raylan Wilson at um Tallahassee, Lincoln, 50, uh, 53 overall, went to Georgia. I don't blame him. Great linebacker coach and a lot, of, a lot of people in the league. Now, Lewis Carter, Oklahoma. Yeah. um, 180 overall, composite. Tampa, another t- – um, and, uh, t- 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 my, and my fault. What do we got here? Grace Pup Howard, Jacksonville, 221, composite. So uh, – I think even Georgia has another one that's like a four or five star, but the and 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 Pop Howard two twenty one overall, and then he's um the bottom line is that's four or five kids who we just whiffed on, so at this point we we in the mode of flipping kids, um instead of we're we're readjusting our board to you know to a certain point where it's just inexcusable, especially with the in-state talent. That is here. So um, I don't mind, you know, if you like for at least with, you know, uh, Sean Spencer, the board has fallen yet. With Bateman, the board is gone. So you're at this point, you're pivoting from the obvious strategy of Billy Napier sticking to his in state talent. So what are you doing? Are you, are you, is Napier just a rogue agent? I'm sorry. Is uh, Bateman just a rogue agent? Or is Annette? What is it? It's one. It's one or the other. I know what it is. Question is, do you?
0: What I'm asking is, you never mentioned Bateman in this whole process, but you you mentioned Billy Napier. So you I didn't mention Bateman. No, 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 no. In your first, when when Hearst asked the question, you went first. You said, "Hey, Billy Napier, another blue chip." You didn't. You didn't acknowledge Bateman. And that's where I'm going at. You didn't acknowledge Bateman, so who are you giving the credit to? I mean, that's Bateman's guy. So if you're going to say uh, we can't flip guys, you flip. This this has been a commitment within less than I want to say less than a month, maybe a month and, and a couple weeks. But this guy just committed to USC, not that far long ago, and then we flip him. So it's not, I want to say it can't be done because it can be done. And then when you look at, uh, we all know we. I, this is a recruiting podcast. What's the first thing we, we learned about recruiting? It's about relationships. So Bateman has been on the staff how long? So that's my thing. So give Bateman time. Of course, those highly recruited guys, like you just mentioned Carter and some of those guys. Brent Venable was at Clemson. He was already recruiting Carter for Clemson. So when you look at that and the whole aspect of everything, before we move on, I'm going to have the last word on this. And then we're going to move on. I'm going to let Hersh move on because i let you talk because I see you smiling and you want to get in this. But you would mention Napier, you mentioned Napier. You never said anything about Bateman. So when you, I, I think you kind of, uh, comp, comp, it was kind of a conflict in what you were saying. Uh, I don't want to say hypocrisy, but you kind of did that when you mentioned Napier got a, another blue chip, but then you kind of downed it, saying, "Okay, well, Bateman did this." You know, kind of speaking two ways that might, you know, what I'm saying this is the win for me right here. I got that one. Bateman got us. Well,
2: I'm gonna play. A little bit of devil's advocate on that one, and I'm actually going to kind of back Mike on this. It's going to it's going to surprise some folks, but look, we say Bateman's been on the job for eight months, but Carrie Colbert's been on the job for eight months, <laughs> and he's killing it. I mean, glass is done. You can't you can't say one guy's killing it and the other guy's just building his momentum or building his relationships. It, it, We can't, you know, you can't slide that comment one way and not have it the other. I mean, it's Bateman's play. We're we're playing behind the eight ball on the linebacker position and trying to depend on flips is never where you want to live. So so we got to improve there. But with that being said, we're going to move on from that. Because it might be chaos time. (laughs) Looks like. It could be chaos time. It may be time for Mike to have to give Mr. Spencer his nickname back. Because this weekend, starting up on Saturday, between two and four on Saturday, we've got Kelby Collins making his commitment. 70th composite overall player in the country from Gadsell, Alabama. Could be a big one. And then on Sunday, Cameron James also committing another defensive lineman, number 188 in the composite. Mike, is this the weekend that
1: chaos gets it back? Well, first and foremost, disappear the ineptitude of any and every Florida staff of recent memory to ignore the, the nose position, with um, the exclusion of uh, Desmond Watson, who plays three snaps in game. Um, but that's in who gained 15 pounds on the paper roster. But that's not here nor there. Um, I don't want to, you know, increase my stress levels right now. I'm in a good mood. I don't want to um, mention
2: that Mike has told mass amounts of lies on the timeline about Desmond Watson.
1: You know what? At, at <laughs> first of all, life is a fluid situation. Hirsch, all right. So at that time, I was correct. Um, I can't help. I I, I don't. I can't help inner lack of inner drive. All right. That's but that's correct. not like I said. I, you know I'm calm Right now, I you already a little wrapped up. The bottom line. All right, Kel- Kelby Collins, my boo, of the cycle. Uh, he's currently ranked seventieth in the uh, composite six, six at his position, and uh, he's from uh, Gardendale, Alabama. Alabama does like him right now, so he's definitely take over there. 280. five two eighty. He'll definitely grow into a three tech or uh, um, depending where you're playing on um, strong side offensive end in a three man front. Now. Um, <clears throat> with that being said, you know if we can stuff saving and locker again, you know it's stuff we do it on an annual basis, maybe not in uh, as much as we would like on an annual basis, but you know it's you know, James, brand Marshall it happens all the time uh, you know Copeland not uh, we're definitely used to it. with that being said, um what this would mean for the pro um what this uh, commit would mean uh, would, for the program would be uh, it'd be huge. Uh, Napier gets his first uh, big-time win over uh, Nick Saban. You know, Nick Saban, he's sitting on all cylinders right now, man. Um, transfers, I mean, they look unbeatable right now um, on the field. They're getting anybody. And everybody, they're pulling, you know, Georgia's receiver one, for example. They have like two to three Heisman contenders. Also, uh, Na- Napier um, and his his staff, um, just it really goes to the fact that his Army is really putting in the work. Um, I won't, and I'll, I'll get into Spencer's name later on after James, uh, but it just goes to the hard work that they are putting in and that they are doing their due diligence. And also the depth chart, it's a it's an area of need, bottom line. Uh, it's going to be your, your first big-time D tackle, top 100 player. Uh, and that's stuff like that, perception, national perception, um, gets kids looking at you. And lastly, just a recruiting class once again. um just on top of that, it's been a huge boost for the rankings, and um, hopefully, we can get the momentum going.
0: Wes, Hirsch, uh, can you repeat that question again? I, w- I want to make sure the fans hear the question. What's the question?
2: Is this the weekend that Coach Spencer gets his chaos back?
0: So want me that better? real
1: quick, Wes.
0: No, 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 oh, no, yes. no, no. You, you had, you had. It's my time to talk. You can skip, oh, right, but his right, voice. Right. It's my time. You had your opportunity to talk. It's my time to talk. (laughs) That's a joke. Me and Mike is cool. So don't think me and Mike don't like each other. That's my brother. But to that point, (laughs) Chaos will get his name back. Uh, Both guys are trending towards us. Um, Since Mike didn't answer the question, let me put this into perspective. This is a top 100 recruit from the state of Alabama that Nick Saban wants. You can't. I mean, what what are, what are we talking about here? A top one hundred recruit plays D lineman that Nick Saban wants. If we all know Nick Saban, Nick Saban loves D lineman. That's where it starts for him. He loves the D line. That's where you could we know SEC football. Those who know SEC football it starts in the trenches. So if Nick Saban wants you, you that guy. So if we get this kid. Chaos earns well, I already felt like he had his name because I mean if you get Mark Michael Parsons. Who looks, who was the rook of the year last year. Uh, at, at Dallas Cowboys, a team I hate, but I mean, the kid is legit. He got that kid. So, uh, chaos, the name, um, it was already there. I think he got Saquon Barkley too, but that's never here another that. That's Penn State stuff. So we're not talking about that. But when it comes to this kid and you know, we get Kevin Collins, uh, on Saturday, that's when he commits and James, uh, but then chaos is who I thought he was. You know what I'm saying? he He's the guy who I, who who Napier hired to do what Napier wanted to do. Mike just said earlier when we were talking about Bateman that the board is still there. So if the board is still there, there's no reason why the kid – I'm going to call Chaos kid. That's the reason why the coach shouldn't have the name, especially when his past has dictated he got Saquon Barkley and, and Michael Parsons. And we saw Michael Parsons in the NFL for those who watch the NFL. So that being said, I love Collins. The addition to – that will move us up if we get both of those guys this weekend. Uh. They look good. The film looks good. Collins is, uh, I I saw some reading some things. He could be Dexter. Like this kid is moving up. This kid is legit. If you haven't watched a film on Huddy, go to Huddy and watch Collins. Kid's good. James is good too. So that's two D linemen. Like Mike said, we need a D lineman to that point. Uh, those kids look good on film, uh, and it'd be a great addition to the class. So, uh, Bob, my advice to you would, I was like, for people to watch guys themselves. Don't take our word for it. Put the work in as well. Go go to Huddy and watch uh, James and go watch Collins. And Collins is a monster. So it would be a great addition to the class. And uh, Hirsch, again, to your question, can he earn the name back? I don't feel like he lost the name.
1: I mean, some people what? in life are, are inter- eternal optimists. And um, unfortunately for you, as you weren't listening, I said I would answer it if you did read you do your, uh, your homework that you obviously did not do and uh, read the uh, shows outline. But out. Know, I digress once again on the current mind.
2: Well, we talked about Collins. What do you got on Cameron James, who's committing Sunday?
1: Yeah, so we got uh, for Cameron James out of Olympia, uh, Orlando, Florida, once again, state of Florida, where uh, Coach Napier, I love what he's doing, Coach Napier and staff. I love what he's doing. Currently, putting uh, his tentacles all over throughout the state, gonna few dividends moving forward as well in future classes. But he's ranked uh, 188 overall, 28 at his position, strong side defensive end, um, through and through. Six six and a half, Um He's a Sunday commit date. This looks like it's a UF UGA battle uh, based on some uh, recent developments with Hirsch will. Uh, um, sure he'll get into uh based on some decommitments. commitments um it just definitely looks like it's uh, b- b- favoring florida greatly now like i was saying previously now if we get this commit as well um that is i can't go full chaos and i only say this and i have legitimate uh, two blue chips however i need a the nation as a whole, the strong side defensive end. I've never seen a cycle like this with this many strong side defensive side, uh, attack, uh, defensive ends. Even Prince's brother is like a high four star. With that being said, who is our nose? We don't have a nose this year who can play multiple uh, Hopefully, Jalen Lee. He's we have no proven nose who has an everyday nose. So, once again, who is that guy? I've seen the board. I have no faith in the board. We, uh, I think McLeod or whatever is a favorite to, uh, from Georgia, favorite Clemson, uh, um, or no, the South Carolina people, uh, individual. The bottom line: the two guys we're looking at, we're not favor for him right now. The bottom line is, it's our board at nose tackle is not looking good. So uh, I do have, if we get these two guys, I I like where we're looking the the momentum that he has. Um, I'm not going to jump off the cliff. So I would actually call him Sean Chaos Spencer. Best I can do. And I feel it's a pair of compromise. Because I I uh, actually look at the totality of my D line and not just, you know, like Will Mushamp did high, that you know when he was just recruiting corners. Wes, what
2: you got for him?
0: I don't know where to start, Hers. I don't know if I need to go at the the Will Mushamp thing or I'll leave that alone. Um, cause I mean, that D line was sick that, that he left for McEwen. Uh, that's why we won chips, but I mean, not chips. That's why we went to the SEC championship game. But over- Cameron James, it. Cameron James, uh, is a good recruit. Uh, Mike already, uh, illustri- uh, put out there for that. This is a Georgia Florida battle. So can't give him the name Chaos, but he's might stuff. Saving in a locker, and then he can stuff Kirby in a locker. I don't know. Um, two schools that always have top five classes. One, of I say top five, top three classes. But he may be able to put D-linemen, again, trenches, what you have to win within the SEC. That's something that we need. As Mike alluded to, he's looking for D-tackles. I don't know if he wants to put that on uh, Turner or if he wants to put that on uh, Chaos. I don't know. But – To My my point is, uh, he alluded to this when he first spoke, we have a deep board. There's Jordan Hall that's still out there. There's McDonald that's still out there. Two uh, big guys that can play that uh, nose tackle type position if you need to. Uh, We look at uh, Tony. Uh, Tony's talking about putting three down linemen, three down linemen, uh, five, six DBs on the field. Who knows what kind of defense he's going to run? So, uh, he's going to recruit the guys he needs to recruit. Um, we give Billy Naper another shout out on this. If we get these guys along with chaos, uh, more blue chip guys. So, I mean, I'm happy with James. I'm happy with James. I'm happy with Collins. We get those two guys. That's more assets to the class. I mean, if you look at us, we got 15, 15 to two. I mean, that's ridiculous. 15, four stars, three. I mean, excuse me, two, three stars. So we get those two guys. That's 17 to two. That's, that's stupid. So I'm good.
1: Well and and what uh, real quick Hirsch, and uh for that decommitment I was talking about, it was um Tamar and Parker from uh actually from the state of Alabama decommitted from Penn State. We're um there is some mutual interest there. Um however it, it by the by the timing of things, it seems like that is the actual fallback plan for Georgia. So So that means that,
0: that means that means that means uh, has a plan B because chaos is stuffing him into it. the locker. Because because chaos is stuffing him into the locker, right? Right?
1: I never said once again, once again, I wanted to be proven wrong. However, SEC is trench warfare. You're not gonna win SEC with three down linemen. This is not West Virginia running a three three five. So you gotta if you want to get down to the to, to the nitty gritty, you need four down linemen. Who is your nose? Jasmine Watson and Jason Lee? No, no, no. Let's ask right now. Who's the nose right now? Tell me your nose. Tell me your board. The guy, the guy that's uh, not even favored us um, that's, um, in South Carolina. He he ain't coming. Let me ask you a question. The Sears
0: one that favored the Sears. Clemson? No, no. It's the, Sears. Board. Sears the board. Serious question. The board of. I got. I, I, Serious question, Mike. When McElwain won that first year, when Will got kicked off, who's the nose? Was it Bullet? Was it Bullet? Because Bullet had like twenty-one strong, tax for loss. Know.
1: Bullet
0: was not played event. Bullard was an he played D tackle. You don't remember he, who he was Nobody remembers the D tackle. He that, that, not
1: he, he he was not a zero and a one attack. amazing. No, I'm
0: saying I'm saying, he, I'm saying he I'm saying am saying he played, I played tackle. He, I know no 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 I'm not I'm not arguing you that that point. What I'm saying is nobody remembers his nose, but Bullet had twenty one tackles for loss. So that nose didn't eat up position. You don't even remember the guy. You're
1: up and, and Wes, you're absolutely correct. And I'm and honestly, I would you know, I'm not mad with like a um with like a Valentino, a for example, uh, like a, a patchwork, but at the end of the day, even if it's a developmental guy, I just need a body where I will can see that. That's all. I, I'm sure you can coach. However, the board shows it. I don't see anybody on the board. Now, if I even get a three star, if I see get these two guys. In a three star, that's what I'm happy. I really am. He's chaos, but I need a nose.
2: Is that fair, Perch? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not unfair to say we do need a we do need a nose man, somebody that can eat up space and get you know and create some uh some chaos, if you will. <laughs> well played.
1: Oh,
2: well uh, so as. Mike brought up, yes, Samarian Parker decommitted from um, Penn State, and there's some differing reports on Florida's interest in him. Um, Some have said Coach uh, Spencer has interest, but maybe Coach Tony doesn't. Um, You know, we obviously don't know what the staff's board is behind closed doors, but as Mike alluded to – I really did think that that was that might be Kirby's backup plan for losing James because I'm pretty sure we've got James in the bag. Mike, you got something to add?
1: Yeah, one thing. Um, in a in a perfect weekend, um, when if, if we um if we get Collins and James, that would, um that would bring our score to two fifty six point eight one. We're currently at two. This is 24 247, by the way. Sorry. Did a class calculator. So let me preface that. We're currently at 242.64. After Collins and James, that brings us to 256.81. That puts us at number 10. So we're top 10 at that point. Uh, headed Penn State, which is 264. Uh, I'm gonna say 260. Right, right, up, right ahead of 10, oh, I'm sorry. Right ahead of, uh, uh, Penn State. And, uh, UN. Is uh, at number nine at two sixty four point five zero. But as we all know, they have a plethora of three stars and we just keep our board has a, a plethora of four are still left. So we could, we're still climbing. Um, um, Andy Jean should climb literally two hundred spots. Um, Mizell has a number of spots he can still climb. So, um, uh, and I like still to climb. So, um, just want to you know put that in perspective for everybody, and uh. We can still climb uh, at least a couple more spots.
2: I think we also have to be on the lookout here very shortly, um, possibly for Will Norman to try to jump in the class. Um, he sent
0: out a tweet a couple position, of days ago. Hurst, I didn't mean to cut you all What position does he play?
2: Will Norman? Yeah. I believe he'd be defensive tackle. Okay. <laughs> but – I will. I will also say he needs to put on some weight to play that position. Now,
1: I don't. And once I'm, again, it, that goes. I'm getting vibes. I really am, and it's not a good. I don't like it.
2: I have the heard. He, I have. I have heard some <sighs> negative feedback. I don't like. Once again, we don't want to sit here and and put kids down because we don't know what they are behind the you know behind closed doors. But yeah, that doesn't. There's something, there is something iffy in that recruitment. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, it's
1: uh, like I said, I I hope I'm dead wrong. It just uh, uh, I, it's this recruiting feels weird. Um, normally, with you want your O line and D line to be the exact opposite of Payton Kirkland, uh, and just be you know straight to the point. Hey, get it done. And this does not seem it. He's had a lot of visits. Uh, every kid is entitled to every visit. Um, it just it seems very odd. And, hey, I hope I'm wrong. And we, I hope I'm proven wrong. And um, Coach Spencer, you know, chaos is uh, just chaos.
2: Um. And with that being said, you know, I, I, I have to, like I said, I think Norman's being told, and Connor alluded to this while he was on with us, that, you know, that they would probably ask him, you know, hey, if you want in on this, you better jump in while you can because if he wants to keep pushing that announcement back, he may find himself out of this class very quickly. I have heard that as well, yeah.
1: You're absolutely correct.
2: So so that pretty much covers Will Norman. And now we still also have our uh, – the young man, Dijon Johnson, still hanging out there in the wind. We had a little bit of a uh, turmoil earlier in this week. A lot of people thought he was going to flip – Back to Ohio State after decommitting from them, and then that was debunked. So we're still kind of just waiting to see where that one falls. i I seem I fall into that group of thinking that after his announcement was kind of foiled, if you will, by the rivals gang that maybe that they're just trying to let the kid build some suspense back up for his announcement. Any thoughts on that?
1: Mike. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, what, you know, what I've been hearing is the kid didn't even, you know, he didn't even really hear about that at the time. Uh, so I wouldn't put too much stock into that. Uh, kid is very private. So uh, I still have us favored, you know, all the outlets are, are saying that as well. Um, all the boards over at uh, in, in, uh, the of state of Ohio are saying the same thing as well. And um, so I, I, I truly do have us getting him in the end. And also, we have Corey Raymond and uh, Tony, so two phenomenal coaches. And uh, obviously, Corey Raymond is probably one my, my in my opinion the number two assistant coach in the country, behind a uh, heartline. So, with that being said, um, I don't know the time uh, exact timeline. which I could tell you if I had one, I'd give it to. However, I do see him in this class sooner rather than later. And with most kids, uh, it's gonna be, it'll be before the season.
0: West, uh, first time in the podcast, and I'm agree with Mike. Um, but to say some things, and to to that, um, the longer it, it takes for a kid to commit, you get worried. So um, I'm with Gator Nation. I'm kind of worried because I mean, find out likes is going on a couple of weeks now. So you kind of like, ah, when's he going to commit? So you think about those things, and you, you want it to happen soon because the the more and more Days pass; the longer you get, other schools to to, to come in, and because they can, I mean, the kid can contact other schools. Um, it is a dead period, but they can contact other schools and you know have Zoom meetings and all that stuff. So, uh, that's there. But uh, as Mike said, Core Raymond is Core Raymond. So, I mean, to Mike's point, he's the one of the the best recruiters in the in the country. Uh, trusting Core Raymond, uh, whether it's building suspense or whatever, it, it, it's is kind of like hurting our hearts because we want him to go ahead and do what he <laughs> what he needs to do and commit to our, our, our team. Uh, but I, I feel in the end that we get Johnson as well. It just as the days pass, the more worry you get because of uh, it hasn't happened yet. So the decommitment was the first step, and hopefully we can go ahead and close. And then I trust in Corey Raymond to close.
2: Yes, sir. I mean, not like I've said it over and over again. I'll take Corey Raymond every day of the week, you know, and if a kid doesn't want to come play for Corey Raymond, then it is what it is. I don't think I need to say anything more. <laughs> I mean, the man's he's reputation. An, he's an unserious himself. football player. Person. Unserious football player is the term yep. that yep. I was not going to say out loud. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the heat. And, well, you know, and with that being said, guys, we, we got to talk about it, you know. We've talked about everything else. We got to get some line recruits, man. Where are they coming from? Who are they? We we <laughs> offered. If you look back in the last few days, I feel like we offered every 2024 offensive lineman in the country, and I don't. I don't think of that as a good thing <laughs> that we're offering all of those because we need bodies now, guys. Mike?
1: Yeah, so the good news is we do have some good depth, which we'll um, elaborate on in the our, um, our football port, you know, current team portion of the podcast. Uh, however, you're absolutely correct. End of the day, you need a lot. Both sides of the trenches, you need bodies. This is the bottom line. Um, with that being said, we all know this, the, these coaches can develop, folks. That's why we have a first-team uh, first All-American in Osiris Torrance, um, Manning Ray guard. That, um, and additionally, there are targets out there. Um, uh, I want to say the one from South Carolina, helped me out if any. Um, Fleming, uh, I want to say, um, and also one in Arizona. If I was incorrect, I do apologize. But there are some blue chip prospects out there, I do trust. Um, as a worst case scenario, and I have spoken on this earlier, I'm not mad at ai I am not mad at a three star. Um, because like I said, these guys at Louisiana. Have proven they can put talent not only at a national level as a like all Americans for like I said Osiris they're putting them in the lead. Rock, I'm, a, I'm a Dolphin fan. Fends up um, we have we drafted Robert Hunt second round. Osiris Lawrence is was projected last year day two pick. Uh, I want to say um, I forgot his last. and he was all American last year. When he went fourth round. He was a, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a tackle. So these guys are churning out lemon so they can develop them. So worst case scenario, you know, you can there's a transfer portal, and you know, they develop their you know, uh, they get their relationships because they're not coming from P5. So that is you know, they they do have an out for me at least. Uh, you know, Spencer Bateman, they they all had the P5 connections for um. Raymond as well. Um, us, or I'm sorry, the O-line, they were straight, you know, a group of five. So I I do give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt with all of the development and where they're coming from and um, them knowing the zone scheme next year, it's the same results.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a problem. My biggest concern is the offensive line. We've got two coaches, two coaches. So, if Mike is going to get on Spencer and Mike is going to get on Bateman, then Mike has to get on the two O-line coaches now. We have two O-line commits, Najee Harris and Bryce Lovett. Bryce Lovett is the one of the two three-stars that we have. So, we lost two guys, Sims and Kearney, to Florida State. Whiff, whiff in Mike's voice, but I can't do Mike, so whiff, whiff. <laughs> but, but that's what he did when Bateman – whiffed. He said Bateman lived, whiffed on this old this linebacker and whiffed on this linebacker and whiffed on this linebacker. But in the same breath, he's going to give our two, two O-line coaches a pass. I, I I don't see that there. We, we got to do better there. Uh, I'm big on the trenches. So to win in the SEC, as we know, this is big ball boy. I didn't say that right. This is big ball. This is big boy ball. So Mike has uh, Mike has to, <laughs> yeah, I was about to mess it up again. Excuse me. For, excuse me, guys. I had off. a little I had a little sip tonight, so you gotta excuse me. I had a long day at work, but we have to get that fixed as far as the O line. We gotta do better there. Because if we don't do better there, we can't win. You have to you have to be able to run the ball, which is what Napier wants to do. And I understand that Mike's talking about the development. That's good. But how many of those three stars? There's not a lot of uh out there. He's he's like uh dominating the rough. Uh are we doing like hevesy? Is this Hevesy? Is is that what we're doing? We're we doing Heavesy thing where uh where we get like three stars and we can develop them type thing. I don't see that. I want more from our two O line coaches. Uh that's where I'm at. I love the two guys that we have. They look good. I love, love it and I love Harris. But we got to get more guys because in Mike's where we're gonna have to flip. And you never wanna be in a position where you gotta flip O line Absolutely. I can't disagree with that one
2: bit. Um, and I know Mike's got one more thing to add, but I just wanted to kind of round this off real quick um this class is very solid, but the most glaring thing on it to me is this offensive line and if we're if this class is going to be what I personally classify as an elite class, I understand some people's definition of elite is top five class and That's fair. That's a very fair definition of an elite class. My definition, especially going into this cycle for an elite class, would be top 10 and taking care of your needs. And right now, in a lot of places, we have. Wide receiver looks great. Defensive back looks great. Um, I feel like defensive line is about to look really, really good. But when you step back and look at it, offensive line is the most gigantic question mark to me there is right now, and we got to find some answers.
0: This Mike, is almost before Mike go goes. Ahead, this is this is almost what. Uh, Munchchamp left McElwain. I mean, because if Mike wanted, Mike pointed out earlier, and he was right that uh, we didn't have D tackle down. What? I said you were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean to say, I said you were right about the D tackle depth that Turner left? This is the same thing with the O line. That where who's the tackle next year? Because Garage is going to go, Ethan White is going to go, Torrance is going to go. So, who are going to replace those guys? Where are they on the depth chart? You have to get guys in there. If you don't get guys in there, then we're going to, I mean, what are we going to do on trenches? SEC, big boy football, Alabama, Georgia. Texas A&M, they're recruiting these four and five stars. You need guys to combat that. So what are we going to do there, Mike? I mean, I I just want to get that point because I'm not going to rebuttal you. I just want your take on that because I feel like what are we going to do that next year because garage is – I I forgot who said it. Garage is not that. Garage is good to me. Torrance is good to me. Ethan White, we know Ethan White's story. He's good to me. And if they play well, they're gone. So what are we going to do next year? What are we gonna do the year after? That matters on offense. I don't want to have. I don't want to go through back the Muschamp Macklin years of offense. That money all through all his struggles, we didn't have to worry about scoring points. <laughs> you know what I mean? He couldn't recruit, but it, we we scored. You know what I'm saying? So, um to you, I let you have the final say on that because I'm, I'm gonna let you do that because I, I want to hear your take on the offense line because that is critical for for if, if we get Lagway, if we get Max Brown, whoever's the quarterback whoever's the running back, citizen, excuse me, not citizen, uh, ETN or whoever it is, they're going to need somebody, some, some big boys up front.
1: I just want to clarify. You said, um, to approximately the same transition from, uh, jam to, um, Matt, correct? What? Yes. Uh, we had, um, yeah, that's a bold faced lie. Um, because we had uh, six. That's a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six O oh, lineman for the spring game. We couldn't hold a true spring game. But that's not here nor there. Now, with that being said, once again, I will uh, reiterate what I said. What I'm sorry, what I said with um the development uh, portion. Max Mitchell from Louisiana was drafted in the fourth round last year from the New York Jets. Robert Hunt once again was drafted in the second round from the Miami Dolphins. Oh, Cyrus Horn was a projected last year from. Um, the University of Louisiana. So if that's on development, I don't know what is. I mean, that's, once again, they've shown I don't need two, I mean, two, three-star prospects from, um, hey, they've proven between strength conditioning and uh, coaching and that same exact scheme, hey, we're going to get it done. It's also going to project to the next level. So that's that. All right. We have numbers um in terms of next year so um uh, our numbers the awesome barber who i like a lot in my opinion your next year's left and this is what will go into um our football session as well on the podcast but um you have uh, michael parkman who i like a lot you have um awesome barber that's just two of the tackles i mean i can go more in depth if you'd like rachel leonard Slater. So I mean, Braun. Uh, that's not even talking about Braun. Absolutely. So that, that's your, that's your second team O-line right there. So, I mean, we, I just listed a second team O-line That's 10 guys. That's not even mentioned the offensive, uh, the Juco kid we pulled in. It's not even mentioned Cameron Waiters, who we pulled from the university of Louisiana. So with that being said, like just, it's a full of a contradiction all over the place with no substance at all. Okay, so I'm sorry if I would like to put out there, you know, true freaking facts, but that's that's what it's gonna be. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, I'll let the NFL draft do the talking once again. Two day two picks, or I'm sorry, one day two pick, uh, a fourth rounder and a projected uh, day two pick. Who's a first team All American and the only first team All American in the state. And, yes, you know what? They're not recruiting how they are right now, but Atkins is not going to be at FSU. He's a recruiter. That's all all Atkins is. Atkins is a recruiter. I do apologize, Hirsch. I'm getting a little excited. However, I got to protect the brand, all right? And right now, the brand's being uh, attacked, all right? That's all.
2: Guys, I just want to let y'all know that Mike hasn't had any caffeine today either.
1: I (laughs) – I past four o'clock was my last double espresso promise. This is pure, it's a pure energy. Guys, we've, we've, we've hit on
2: some good points. We know where we're at. We know what we need. I can't wait to talk about it again next week after this weekend and see where we lie. And then, uh, I think we're probably going to start throwing some mock, mock recruiting classes together for y'all. So, you know, we can, um, we can all speculate to where we're going to be when when we're said and done. I think after this weekend, we're just going to be able to handle, you know, knock down the last six to seven potential players of this class, and we'll we'll have our own takes on that. But we're going to move away from recruiting, guys, and and we're going to talk a little bit about football. As everybody knows, camps underway. We got you know a lot going on and. Speaking of this weekend, I mean, big, big thing coming this weekend for the football team, the new football facility that we've been waiting for so long opens, and if you haven't checked out Scott Strickland's Twitter this week, he's been posting snippets and pictures of the facility, giving us small, small previews, a little bit here and a little bit there. Man I can't wait for this. I know these kids are 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 excited and it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be fun to see some tours of this thing once it gets open and see what we really really have and what kind of advantage that's gonna bring to the table as far as getting uh more hiring kids to the University of Florida uh Mike, you got anything about the facility
1: yeah yes, it's uh... – a I've seen a few of the photos. I haven't been there personally yet. Um, however, uh, you know, when you have views of the IPF, you see views of the outside uh, practice. Um, uh, Feel. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's luckily. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, luckily we have the advantage. Uh, um, it was actually uh, designed by two coaches. So the best of both worlds. Mullen and then they put his touch on it. So I think that's even better. Um, uh, and uh, with that being said, it, you know it's funny. Uh, Mitchell Miller, I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, "Yeah, they t- they told me he was going to be here. Uh, you know, my freshman year. That was six years ago." But so you know, I'm glad he he was able to you know be at his uh, super super senior year, uh, truly uh, take it in. But um, I do you know the, the NIL has obviously changed things a lot. How um, and this is not as you know prominent as what this would have been a few, a few years ago but the fact of the matter is we have the best facilities in the country right now in terms of, um, that's a, that is the best facility in the country. That's the bottom line. Um, the next facility probably will be better, but at the end of the day, like university of Kentucky was better than ours right now. Ours is the best in the country and that's the bottom line part of that with education part of that with um, what we're doing right now with, um, um, uh, part now we're doing, we're doing with, uh, and NIL and everything, you know, it's, it's truly, uh, it's going to just help tr- uh, get a football
0: What? Yeah. To keep it that short. I mean, it, it was needed. I mean, we were behind. Uh, that's one of the things we liked. Uh, Mac started, I know Mike said two coaches, but I mean, really kind of three because Mac started, we didn't have a, a IPF, uh, that's indoor practice facility. And Mac got that done. Uh, so uh, to give uh, Mac a, a little shout out, he started that and then uh, Chef had a vision for it once he got here. And then uh, Billy Napier kind of put his uh, fingerprint on it as well. And we, we were behind and it's something that we needed. Um, I think they went and visit uh, Clemson and USC, I uh, live in Cyclone, as you guys know. Uh, and we were behind lagging behind even Cyclone and Clemson to, to, to live in the state of Florida with the rain and the, the heat. It was kind of crazy that we didn't have an IPF. So, uh, to get that done, as Mike alluded to, Venture Miller was saying, six years ago he was looking into it, so six years ago was, was Mac, and Mac uh, kind of had that vision and started that. Uh, Shout out to uh Admin for uh trying to get that done as well, and I- I'm happy for the players. They have something that, you know, they can enjoy uh, as far as athletes, and uh, yeah, I think it would help them recruiting because we were behind.
2: Absolutely. I can't, like I said, When I first started talking about it, I really can't wait to see some virtual tours of this thing once it's open and just see all the little bells and whistles that these guys are going to have. I think it's just going to be really exciting time. So moving on from that, let's talk about some things that are going on in camp this week. And of course, everybody knows and probably has heard by now. The biggest story of all was uh, late the other night, it was announced that Ricky Persall had a foot injury and was out indefinitely. And of course, when you hear something like that, you immediately think the worst. And there was a lot of freak out because of the word indefinitely. And all that really meant at the time was they just did not know the exact severity of the injury and how long exactly he might be. Um, But several people have come out since and said that it was just, he's had multiple bone bruises on his foot. And it's just going to need some time to heal up. So I know he was out at practice today. He was dressed, but he had a boot on. So I think it's safe to say that as long as, you know, that thing gets some rest and heals up, doesn't get stepped on or he doesn't, you know, sustain anything else to it, that Ricky will be good to go for week one. I mean, he's looked great in practice, guys. I can't think you can argue that we need him. Can I volunteer my
1: foot as tribute,
2: tribute? Anybody can give a foot. Let's just say that now.
1: Well, I think we can get uh, I Hopefully, I don't know if GoFundMe would allow it, but I mean, I'm going to make it all. I'll shoot me, you know. I think yeah, he yeah, has I'm a
0: in. size 12, I heard. Yeah, that's what system. I am. I'm a 10, so he can have his mic foot. Yeah, well, I'm 12. Yeah.
1: Pause. So um, get it going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got that from Zach. Um, He is day-to-day, so he should be ready for week one. That is a plus. Uh, In the meanwhile, uh, my guy, you know, I think a fan asked a question uh, last episode or the episode before about who we're going to trust, who who should AR trust. Um, I'm a believer in those slot guys. Uh, He, Whitmore to me, is the type of guy that was going to run the right route. And be where he needs to be in his hands. I, I've never seen Whitmore drop a pass. So I think Nick De La Torre had a, a video circulating where he was catching, he caught a one hand pass, uh, uh, recently in practice. So, um, he getting, he's getting a lot of more reps there in, in a uh, Ricky spot, but, uh, Ricky will be okay. Um, so that that's a good thing. Uh, as far as, uh, from Bob Redman, I, I read that, uh, uh, the freshman tight end Arliss Bordenham, has been a matchup nightmare. He's been, uh, he was, if you don't remember, he was a kind of late commit uh, this year. Uh, as I said, he's a freshman, 22 class. He was uh, looking at Oregon, uh, didn't commit at signing day. He was a couple weeks after that, so he was looking good this week in practice. Uh, uh, to Mike's point about the offensive lineman earlier, per Jason Higdon, uh, while Garage was all out earlier this week, uh, Austin Barber was taking uh, – Repping at uh, right tackle and they moved uh Michael Torqu- Torquan over to left tackle. So uh that looks like Austin Barber will be that tackle that comes in if something happens to to Garage or Torquan. Uh Jason Braun, uh he's been here for a while. We know we kind of that that kind of was a big recruitment. Uh we got him from Georgia a couple years back. He's uh the backup guard there. Um another freshman, Shamar James. Has been repping with the twos at linebacker. That was a big get uh uh in the twenty-two class. Uh and I actually heard uh read today that he's actually been with the first team today when uh some linebacker was out. So uh look for some big things from Shamar. We all know about uh Kamari uh and and um more playing uh, with the first team and second team as well, uh, looking good. So those guys have all been looking good. I will let uh, Mike and uh, Hirsch talk about some other guys. Uh, My guy from South Carolina, Justin Boone, a lot of reports on him this week. He's been looking phenomenal uh, at SDI. I even saw Chaos uh, say something about the kid. Uh, So shout out to my South Carolina brethren, uh, Boone. Uh, Justice Boone, he's been doing the thing. Uh, of course, we love SAP. He's kind of been out this week. Uh, I'm looking for big things from Prisley uh, as he's looked good. So uh, anything I miss uh, as far as uh, practices and everything, I'll let Mike and Hurst uh, point some things out as well.
1: No, I appreciate that, Wes. That was a great explanation of everything. So I just wanted to, you were talking about Boone. That was a great, um, great tradition there. So with that being said, you know he's been uh it's the uh, uh, Nick Delatori uh you know he's 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 bottom line he's killing it out there uh so uh you know D- Justice Boone um you know that if he uh present presents presents himself as a, night, a nightmare matchup as well between him and um, Prince Lee and Sap, who I absolutely love um you know uh, uh, Broward alum down here. And it's it's just gonna give us a lot of flexibility. Uh, we we are short on uh, down linemen, and between uh, if we can move any one of them at any point at, inside, like like uh, Zach Carter did, that'll be tr- tremendous. At the same point, if we're on a three man line, the bottom line is with the D line, as I'm sure a lot of you know, the more bodies, the merrier. And uh, if we can get all three of them going, um, I personally not gonna lie, I do not know their technique. Um, I don't know if um I don't know how, uh, Tony wants them to play and to, in terms of penetration, just hold them up for linebackers, but either or if they are very coachable and have that ability with the hand placement, that'll give them the opportunity to get on the field and give most, and most importantly, give the coaches flexibility. So, uh, that's the biggest thing. And I, one thing I will give up coach Spencer, he definitely a good coach. That's why bottom line he, he was in the NFL. So, um, I do have tremendous, um, uh, respect for him on that nature. Uh, what about you, Herschel, with that?
2: The one thing I really wanted to hit on, sorry about that, guys, Um, is the Devin Moore getting reps with the first team. Everything I've heard about Devin Moore this, this camp – has been phenomenal. Everything that I, all the, all the feedback that I've heard is that this kid is absolutely blowing things away, blowing people away and that he is going to force his way onto the field. And, and that's what you want to hear. You want to hear about these kids. You want to hear about him and Kamari Wilson, you know, getting these first team reps and that their, their talent can't be overlooked that they have, played their way in, into first-team reps. So, I mean, there's a lot to be positive about, but, you know, it's got to translate to the field. I mean, we we say it over and over again that, you know, you hear these good practice reports. You hear X guy is doing great or Y guy is doing great. Um I just want to see these kids get on the field and, and see some really well-coached football players as opposed to what we've seen the last, you know, last season in general. But obviously on defense, it, it's been years since we saw defensive players doing what they were supposed to do on the football field. And I look forward to it, man. I really... um Aside from defense, I'm very encouraged by, you know, we already talked about the offensive line and what we have this year. I'm tremendously encouraged by how good our offensive line could be. I am even more encouraged at the running possibilities, given what AR brings to the table as far as options. Um, We just got to see it, man.
1: Hey, Hurst. So, uh, what do you? How do you feel about um, more jumping? You know, like Kimber, for example, the transfer who was, uh, who was a who's going to start on a national championship team and uh, historical defense, Abraham as well. Well, I mean, bother you? I mean, um, I mean, it doesn't bother I have, me. I, wanna, I have, I'm sorry. Um, this was the
2: major complaint we had had in years past was seniority. I mean, don't you, I want to see the guys that earn the right to play on the football field play on the football field, not just because they've been on campus the longest and somebody feels like that means you earn the right to play first. I want to see the most 11 talented, capable kids on the field playing within the scheme that they're taught, correctly making tackles forcing takeaways i mean if if kimber's not that guy if they if if they brought in kimber and he's not living up to that hype or whatever it may be you know get him out of there put him you know it is what it is i mean if moore's making plays and i think we got a real good preview of that when he played in the all-star game for those that got to watch him i mean the kid was just everywhere on defense he's tall he's rangy he's got wheels i mean i want to see i want to see a kid like that that makes plays out there making plays if he's (laughs) if he's the one that does it put him out there if kimber comes in closer to the season and kimber's making better plays and has better practice reps, put him out there until he's not doing the job. And that's my, that's just how I'm going to take it on, on it is.
0: And to pick it, you, you said nothing wrong. I, I second, if we could second, if this is a vote, I would second everything that you just said Urge. Uh To that point too, uh, to the point that Mike asked you, like I was talking about Tony's uh, scheme. I don't know where uh, Moore is even playing. You know, we we don't we don't know if he's a cornerback, a, a safety, a rover. Like, I remember Mika Fishpatrick from uh, Alabama. Like, he was playing everywhere on the defense or Derwin James type or just somebody that you can just say, hey, if I need you to blitz, you can blitz. If I need you to cover, you can cover the tight end. If I need you to cover a back out of the backfield. I don't know what his position is, but the way I've been reading everything is like he's that uh, – Tony speaks of a creeper. Like he may be that creeper that blitzes sometimes, or he may go with the tight end, or he may recover the slot. The versatility of this kid—I mean, like he was underrated. I mean, he, he was a four star, but he sh- the way we've been hearing things—should he have been a five star. So I, I pick it back up. Everything you just said, Hersh. I'm gonna make that short, but like that kid is like freaking awesome.
2: He's—he's he's a pure I, I, example I, I, of of kid, yeah. a kid that didn't go to enough camps and and was, you know. Hurt in the rankings for it. He is the prototypical example of a kid who, because he didn't go to every camp, was hurt in the rankings. But I'll let Mike Absolutely. piggyback off of Absolutely. that. Absolutely.
1: Now, uh, it's just, uh, moving forward, well, and we look like, like we found a gem. But that being said, um, from Zach Goodall from SI, uh, this actually came out tonight. So I uh, appreciate that, Zach. Um, we got the O line breakdown uh, in terms of uh, projected first team and second team. So with the projected first team, it is who you thought it would be. And with um, left tap uh, going from left to right, we got Garage, Ethan White, Kingsley, Osiris, and Michael Tarquin. So um, that's a veteran group, all upperclassmen, and um, you, you experience everything. Um, obviously, you want to play the best, you know, your best five. Well, those are your best five, including an All American. Um, and I see at least one. you're looking at. Three, including Tark a possible, you're looking at at minimum three draft um, three people who who will get drafted. So um, this this has potential to be it's going to be at bare minimum a plus offensive line. Um, to I don't want to say elite, but damn good. Um, I was at the Alabama game last year, and we from quarter from the second quarter to the fourth attended the of the game we literally just did what we wanted to do with them they couldn't stop us on either side of the ball but we just moved them so um and this line just added all-american so um what do you think about that um what do you think about that projected o-line um, west
0: i mean i love the o-line uh for this year um uh adding torrance like you said all-american coming in uh, a lot of seniority on the offensive line. You mentioned the Alabama game last year when we just mashed them running the ball. I mean, if you look at the beginning of the season last year, I think our first four or five games, we were like first in the country in rushing. So, um, with the two O line coaches, I look for them to develop, speaking to your point earlier about the development of, uh, of guys, uh, and to, to, I'm going to say what you didn't say, what you were kind of hesitant to say is they can't, if you got three NFL starters on your O line, you should be elite. You, you, you should have an elite O-line. Um, I, I think people underrate our center. Uh, Kingsley is a monster. He got hurt last year, but he I love Kingsley as well. And uh, Turquan, uh, don't know too much about it. Didn't really see a lot from him yet, so he may be – and that's usually your weakest point on the offensive line is, is the right tackle. So you go left tackle, center, and your two guards up front because you don't want that pressure in your quarterback's face. So the right tackle is probably usually the, the, the weakest link on the offensive line. But if you got three NFL caliber players on your on your O line, then yeah, you should be elite. So I'm gonna say it, Mike, for you, they should be elite this year.
2: What do you think about the Hirsch? It absolutely should be. And and to speak to Wes's point, it's correct. I mean, I, I love Kingsley, I love Garage, I love Ethan. I think that I mean in Torrance speaks for himself. I don't really think I have to say a whole lot on that young man. Absolutely. Um, if if the left tackle does his job and, and seals that block and protects that blind side for AR, with AR's ability to, to read defenders on the move, I I, I think some really, really – you could see some really special plays – from the run game, from the run pass option. I mean, you know, Justin Shorter said it when he was, when he was on with us. I mean, it's going to be an 80 yard run. One, one, it could be an 80 yard run or an 80 yard pass or, you know, just, I think it's going to be a faster pace than people think it's going to be I because of what AR brings to the table. And, because of the veteran offensive line group. we've got serviceable running backs that I think are going to surprise folks. but but you know obviously everything hinges on the AR, AR's health, AR's performance. But I think the offensive line is really going to be the unsung heroes of this team. I mean from from one you know from one side to the other, how these guys go, our season goes, you know, it's, it's anybody with two eyes could say if AR goes down, the season's over or whatever. Ah, no kidding. (laughs) I mean, that, that's, that's an easy poke, but if this offensive line plays to their potential, it's going to make AR's life so much easier. It's going to make Johnson, Lingard, you know, those guys life so much easier. So, and no, Naquan, no, I don't no. want to leave out Naquan. I really think you know Naquan might really put it together and surprise everyone.
1: It's, it's there's a lot of options. So, I'm excited about no, the offensive line. Yeah, I love Naquan in that Bama game. Unfortunately, uh, lost, but he was uh, he was that primary back on that 99 yard drive where um, you know he kicked he's got off all the talent. It.
2: He's got all the talent.
1: I love him. Absolutely. Now projected on that second team. Once again, this is the SI article that was released. I think I highly encourage you guys to check it out from Zach Goodall. Um, going from left to right, got Jordan Herman. That's the behemoth at of see here, Hutchinson Community College, and he's his size. Like I said, behemoth, six eight three seventy. Um, I'm high on him. I'm just hearing a lot of good things. Um, with that being said, uh, also. Uh, left guard Richie Leonard who can also play who's been playing center as well. Countdown county alum, no big deal. Um also Jake Slaughter, who I like, I love that pickup. Um, um who was actually projected to go to FSU at the time. And then we did a little essentially we offered and we got him. Um right guard, uh Josh Braun, who's essentially he's gonna be the swing guard. Let's we all know this. And also lastly for, uh, right tackle from Jacksonville and Barber. I, I really like him a lot moving forward. So the depth is there. It truly is. That's why, like, I, I obviously we want these big-time blue chip recruits, but I'm not really worried because, once again, we do have that depth. And that's not even counting that Cameron Wader's pickup from Louisiana. So let, let those coaches develop. They are taking care of things. Lastly, we are, we actually have incorporated a six O lineman in a jumbo package. It's not going to be used predominantly, obviously, but um, that that lineman is actually going to be – uh, pay, um, Austin Barber. So uh, you know, keep that in mind, and you know, between uh, that six offensive linemen, between AR, I mean, the possibilities. Let's be honest, are endless. So um, you know, I'm excited to see what that you know, what that where that brings us.
2: It's a solid group. Uh, a solid group of backups, like you said. I've heard really good things about Barber so far. Um, I feel like I know what Braun brings to the table. I'd love to see him, you know, take the next step when he's given the opportunities to play. Because let's face it, your backup, your backup offensive linemen are going to play. It's just a matter of time. Somebody's going to get their ankle rolled. Yep. Somebody's going to get rolled up on. Somebody's just going to take a stinger to the knee. I mean, we know those get those hogs. You know, they 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 take those hits and they're going to go down. If, whether it be for a quarter, it be a half, it be two games. So. I'm really, really excited about to see Jordan Herman on the field. He looks like a mass of humanity.
1: <laughs> so I, I love I can't wait. I, I love the fact that the coaches have gotten the hooks in them already. Absolutely. So um also just moving down there. Um this is a bit of an intriguing news. Um looks like um three consecutive days Jalen Kitna has not been um at practice at the facility. So um just something to keep an eye on um once again shout out wouldn't surprise me yeah i'm not surprised as well um i hope the kids are either way on one way i hope it's okay i I hope it's i hope there's
2: nothing personally wrong but if he absolutely found out he was gone it wouldn't completely surprise me
1: (laughs) yeah so um moving forward uh lastly on the football side um multiple sources saying um yeah, um, forgive me for this pronunciation, but I'm going to go uh, all in on this. Ty, Chikayo Bowman is having a, a great fall camp. So, um, like I said, I've heard this from multiple people. Uh, Crazy, you know, just he gets off the ball well, runs uh, nice routes, uh, creates separation, um, has nice hands. Uh, and um, just the bottom line, if he can just be because a lot of people handed the take, but apparently he has uh, innate ability just to get open is the bottom line. So if he can provide depth to that group, and who knows, if he can actually get plus snaps, because, I mean, let's look at look. Rick Wells last year. I was like, why is this man on campus? Rick Wells was a solid player. I had to break it to people. He, like, if you don't think that, you don't know football. I'll tell you that straight to your face, but he was a solid player. And, kudo, and hopefully Rick Wells is listening or will at one point. Kudos for staying in there because I know how hard it is to wake up each day at 5 a.m. Hats off to you, bud.
2: Rick Wells was a solid contributor. Rick Wells, stand. With very poor quarterback play. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to try to upset anyone. But if Rick Wells was on any other team with capable quarterback play, he would have put up. Very solid numbers, I have a feeling. But that's here nor there. It's in the past, and we move on. Um, going back to what you were saying about Bowman, I just want to allude to something real quick. Uh, also, going back to what um, Wes said at the beginning, talking about Boringham looking good early in practices too. I'm very impressed so far with the staff's evaluations on some of these kids that they've picked up. Um like you said when we when they were takes, people were shaking their head and saying, "Are we just taking flyers to fill out a team?" But in the short term, obviously, the game's got to be played we've we've said that, but in the short term, it looks very encouraging that the staff is taking their time looking at these kids and and making choices that that are good fits and that look like they may see the field. So you take a kid like um, Bowman there that, you know, nobody knew who he was when we took him. And all it has done is bolstered a wide receiver core that we thought might be sketchy. And now you're looking at it. It could be very solid across the line. So, so at least early on, big kudos to the staff for their evaluations on, on kids that most of us didn't even know were out there.
1: Yeah this, has wanna... shown, oh, yeah, this staff shown. well, sorry, Wes. This staff has routinely shown that they can develop players, um, no matter how low the star ranking. NFL draft has proven this. Uh, As uh, I've, I've gone over and over again, at either side of the ball, um, safety, um, uh, offensive line. Um, I mean, heck, look at Montreal Harris right now. He's arguably our best running back. Um, so it's just. Um, Trust them. It's the bottom line, and because uh, it's been proven, they finished top twenty for a reason. So that uh, pretty much sums it up in terms of eval. So I'm not surprised at all.
2: Wes, anything to add?
0: Nah, not really. I mean, you kind of hit on all the points that uh, you and Mike both hit you on know, all the points that uh, about the staff and their uh, evaluation on on guys. That's what the army is for. You have certain guys looking at portal guys. You have certain guys. You know looking at guys that are coming to high school, uh, it's just uh, coming to fruition, I, and I trust the staff. Uh, I need our fans to trust in the staff. I have patience, uh, I think it's like eight months now or nine, uh, give or take, for some of the staff when they came on. So, uh, just trust and let and let everything come uh, to where we want it to be. Uh, Naper has a understanding of our fan base, uh, he has an understanding of uh, when to pop recruits. Uh, if you can't if you haven't been able to tell yet. So um, the evaluation process of some of these guys like uh, Arlison, uh, as far as tight end and Devin Moore, which the other staff was after Devin Moore as well, but uh, these guys are just uh, proven that they can develop the guys and, and do what needs to be done. So I'm happy where we at.
2: Absolutely. So that pretty much does it for all the, you know, camp news that we've got so far. Um, we'll make sure if anything special happens between now and next week, we'll have more updates for you as far as that goes. So we're going to move on real quick before we get out of here and just answer a few questions like we do every week. We don't have that many this week Um, and a few we've already answered. So, you know, uh, like our friend here, Marlon Coleman asked, what's the offensive tackle board look like? Well, we went into that deep Marlon and, I wish I had a better answer for you right now.
1: <laughs> um a question first from First really friend, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, and also keep in mind um there's going to be a lot of turmoil in Tallahassee. Um absolutely. They got two tackles. Um I don't foresee them keeping It's not them.
2: where we want to live, but it might be where we have to live this year.
1: They may not I don't it's going to be a bad mentality. I'll just leave it at that. If you look at the schedule, it's, it's not pretty. Um, and I think it's, 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 and um, especially if we start off hot, that's going to be a combination for, because um, he's, Norvell's a year three coach. And uh, yeah, it's just not looking good over there right now. Atkins is a great, a phenomenal recruiter, develops great relationships, had already had them, but in uh, the day, um, results matter. And Dead man walking.
2: Absolutely. Um, question from our friend Maverick on Twitter. I know I've known Maverick on Twitter for a long time. How do you feel about Ricks possibly reclassifying and committing to UF? Can the GOAT, aka Corey Raymond, get McLean, Ricks, and Dijon? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just start off on this one, um guys, if you don't mind. Um first off, I just I don't think Ricks is reclassifying. I know there continues to be rumors about it, but it's one of those things that I think by now we probably really know. And it just, it seems like it's just out there now for, for rumors' sakes, it it could happen, but I just don't think so. What I will say is it's Corey Raymond. If any DB coach in the country can get those three guys, it's Corey Raymond. Um, As far as, uh, Ricks himself, I know I, I I tweeted out a video from 247 earlier today where it, it was said that Florida's the school to watch for Ricks right now. Florida is the hot school for Ricks. Bama's there, LSU's there, UGA's there, but right now he's feeling all the love from UF, and um, he loves Corey Raymond, so... Until I hear something vastly different, I think I think he's ours to lose.
1: Might just a couple things to keep it short. Um, one, obviously, follow the visits. Um, you know where he was on Friday nights. Um, one, day another after. thing, we, yeah, and the day after we have Corey Raymond as well. And if the fact that he was a probable commit to Forest 8, he's uh, he's happy to stay in state. So, uh, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. So I would definitely um, have us favored. Oh, and lastly, sorry Wes, one, one last thing. Um, it's very rare that football players reclassify. It's more of a college basketball thing. It does occur, but it's just rare for football players too. So I would just go with the odds on that in terms of him reclassifying. I'm a percentage guy.
0: Yeah, it, it is rare. We had, I think, our last one was a couple of years ago. We had Kamari Wilkason. Uh, he did reclassify in, in, into one of the classes he's on. Uh, on our DB, he's a DB as well. Uh, speaking about Ricks, uh, why not? I mean, I don't see why. Uh, a lot of people like to say, well, if if we get Carmine, then we can't get Ricks. Well, there's other DBs at other schools, like uh, the schools you can send them, like Georgia. There's AJ Harris, there's uh, Bama, there's uh, Mitchell. Uh, so why not come with Carmine? So I, I don't get that, uh, take. I don't get that when people say, well, I don't know. And we have the best DB co- DB coach in the country. So yeah. Um, like Mike said, he came, uh, Friday night lights. Uh, he came Saturday as a report when he spoke with one of the reporters, he said the only, he had options to go anywhere in the country that weekend and he came to Florida because he wanted to talk to coach Raymond and he was at coach Raymond's hip pocket as Connor talked to us about when he, when he was on uh, the podcast a couple weeks ago. So yeah, we can get Rick's and we can uh, Johnson, uh, as I alluded earlier, kind of scares me. As long as as the days go by and he hasn't committed yet, the longer that happens, uh, the more worried you get.
2: Yes, sir. I think we all pretty much agree on that one. Um, we got one more question. We're because I feel like we answered pretty much all the rest of the questions in our breakdown through the recruitment segment. One question for all three of us from our friend and. Editor C.J. McCann, aka at C.J. the Man McCann on Twitter, guys. Aside from the uh, from Florida, of course, who has your favorite uniforms in college football? Wes, what's your pick? Who's your favorite non-Gator uniform?
0: Dang, you put me on the spot. Um, First, let me. That's what we do, man. God, C.J., that's a good. That's a tough question, man. And I'm thinking SEC right now, so I'm stuck college in football. SEC. Um, I like. I hate to say this, I like that white from Penn State. Um, it's clean. The
2: white out—that's a good look. Yeah, yeah, especially when they
0: play uh, at night. Um, you know I, when they play Ohio State. I, of course, I'm a college football fan, so I watch that game because it's loud. It's one of the rare atmospheres that you that's outside the SEC that you get. So when they have that white out and they have that that clean white on. Uh, I, I like to look good. So, uh, yeah, Penn State with that clean white. Mike?
1: I'm going to have to channel my inner Catholicism here and go with the gold dummers
2: Mike just stole mine. I mean, stole it right mm-hmm. out from under me. Well, I'm, I'm the old timer of the show. My
1: favorite shooter, shoot, shooter, shoot. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, <laughs>
2: my classic all time favorite is the gold on blue on gold Notre Dame. As far as that, oh, I, I still cool. remember watching Rocket Ismail return kicks in the late 80s wearing that. And that's just always been one of my favorites. Steady, Eddie. Steady. Whew. Well, Guys. We're about to get on out of here. Um, We want to give y'all some information about our next episode. We got a very, very special guest for y'all next episode. We're really excited about this. The senior captain of the Florida Gators 2003 Gator legend Ben Troop will join us next week. That show will be, uh, we'll record that on Wednesday night and have that out Thursday morning for you guys. We're going to be just really hyped up to sit down with Ben and and talk about his experiences being recruited back when things were a little simpler. <laughs> <laughs> so Slightly. we'll get his Slightly. get some of his hot takes about what recruiting was like when there weren't five different industries, you know, or. Companies covering it in 400 different camps you had to attend to be ranked, and there weren't NIL deals. So with that hey, being said.
0: Hurst, before you go, can I give a Kirby rant?
2: Oh, we didn't get the Kirby rant.
0: So before you cut, I'll I'm, I'm, keep it short. I promise I'll keep it short. I know we're tight for time. Kirby said he wanted the ability to recruit when he played Florida. That was his excuse. I look forward to his response now because I knew what it was. He doesn't want the game in, in Florida. He doesn't want the game in Jacksonville. He doesn't want uh the tradition there. He wants to have it there for selfish reason. So, Kirby, sucker, like I called you in week one or week two, I want to see what you're going to say now because now you have been given permission to still be able to recruit at the game, both sides, Florida and Georgia. doesn't matter who's the home team that weekend that's that's irrelevant you can you can recruit as far as i know as far as i read both teams can recruit that weekend so i guarantee you there'll be another excuse from kirby tebow had him and tebow let him off the hook and he kind of skateway and said well uh but you recruit a top three class every year but you need another day another weekend to recruit come on man that's bs and everybody knows it so let's see what it is i guarantee you fans My fellow Gator fans, watch him come out with something else. Well, this is another reason. But that was his own uh, SEC media days. His excuse was he won another recruiting day. I guarantee that sucker will come up with something else.
2: You heard it here first, folks. Kirby Smart is a sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you got anything to add before we jump out?
1: Go Bateman, man.
2: Bateman Goddess go hashtag Bateman Goddess.
1: Ba- Bateman Goddess. Keep it alive. And by the way, for, for any of those who are confused, that is a negative hashtag. Just want to clarify that because it's, there was it's some a, uh, it's it's a mis it was a miscommunication apparently.
2: The t-shirts are coming, folks. Hashtag Bateman Goddess. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be able to sell some before Bateman don't have us. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys as always we appreciate you love you please make sure that you go in and download the podcast make sure you give us a five-star rating or you know maybe not if you don't like what you heard let us know and we'll try to get better for you next time and with that being said we're gonna let west take us out and we'll see y'all next week with the ben troop interview Take us home, Wes.
0: Yeah, guys. Same, uh, same thing. Uh, if you know any veterans or you're vetting yourself, uh, reach out to us, uh, and we'll try to get you the help you need. Uh, we support our troops, support our veterans. There's a lot of things that uh, they do know and don't know about are the possibility of us as as getting benefits from the VA. So hit us up, uh, and we'll try to get information to you. If we don't know it, we can get uh the information from somebody so uh thank you f- to our troops uh thank you for to this amazing country thank you gator nation we love you see you all next weekend with number eighty four
2: that's right guys god bless love y'all and always respect our decision night <laughs>